Welcome back to another episode of the Safeties Off Show. I'm joined by Mr. Jordan Leg. I had to come save face after all the <laughs> Yes. There's there's been a lot after of After all the trash talk. There's That's been very a lot of trash talk. There's been a lot of trash talk, but it's rightfully so. It's been in conversation. I mean, we're last, not seeking it last out. Last week was a, was a bit of a of a, you know, stretch. Uh, no, it was it was a roller coaster. I mean, there was there were some yeah. highs, there were some lows. I cried, I laughed. A little bit of everything. Mm. Wow, what a beautiful podcast this is. Oh. Uh, but today's episode is incredible. Uh, we've already recorded it, obviously, so we can speak on it. Mr. Todd from Simmons Sporting Goods. He's a Bowtech there. He's the bow manager, the bow department manager. I don't know what you would call that. But anyways, he's like crazy, crazy knowledgeable, super nice guy. One of the real ones. Uh, never even makes never makes me feel dumb, even though I know I am just a dumb old PE teacher. We got guys like Jordan and Justin that know everything, the ins and outs of bows. Know. Uh, you know, Jordan is the smartest guy there's of all only, time. There's only one pro tip. That's that's Justin Rogers. And that is Justin Rogers. Yeah, You're I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm junior level. It's very true. But before we get to the podcast, let's talk about our sponsors. First one, Dirty Duck Coffee. Years ago, a passion and legacy was created over common obsession for the wild pursuit of waterfowl. This evolved into a coffee and apparel brand called Dirty Duck. I've actually replaced my coffee. I've been drinking for years now with Dirty Ducks. True statement. Right now, I'm doing that cinnamon teal snickerdoodle. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm going to send you home with some. You it's bogarted incredible. all the coffee. So yeah, I, would, I have been. I would, I, I'll send you home some. Yes, please do. Uh, it's the easiest ad read of all time because the coffee's awesome and the gear's great too. Check them out. Use promo code KCO15 for 15% off your entire purchase. Help us out. Help them out. Buy you some and use KCO15 at checkout. Next, we have Dino Climbing. Dino Climb. Yes, sir. Use code KCO15 to check out when you purchase their pre-workout. It says it's a pre-workout for climbers, but what I find is it helps me in my mid-afternoon slump in between teaching and coaching. I have the Bigfoot Berry, pretty dang good. And then we talked about on last checkout, I mean last checkout, on last podcast that Dino Climb, I mean, we do climb trees. Uh, well, we, me and Justin, climb trees. I get in a tree stand that I get higher in a tree. Okay, I'm not going no, into don't. this. don't. Our next sponsor, Jordan's going to do his ad read. Uh, yeah. I First a, ever. Let's go. I have a speaking voice for silent movies, but here we go. Trip Tech. We have followed them forever. It's a 501 hunting multi-tool. Where's it at? I need to hold oh, it up. Boom, right here. Show the, show the folks at home. Uh, it works as a punch. Use it to unscrew choke tubes. Upland game hunters can even use it to distinguish between mature or juvenile birds. It's awesome. It is. You got to have it on your landward, lanyard oh. and landward. Yes. Uh, everyone I'm send needs you home one, with one, too. On both. Yep. Yes. Ready to go. It's pretty sweet. It's a great tool. Uh, I will say, too, as far as dino climb goes, yeah. I actually, my daughter had a birthday party. Well, she went to a birthday party Saturday at the climbing spot. At the climbing place. She needed some. I needed some. <laughs> yeah. To deal with that party. I, I Absolutely. I could make a fist for about two days afterwards. Dang it, man. You should have told went climbing, me. Yeah. yeah. I'm about thirty Gosh, pounds. I didn't know we were I'm such a thirty pounds po- past climbing. Let me let me tell you that. I didn't know we were such a climbing podcast. We are. We that's why we're. I know you some of that too. So now I need some. And it's, then also, um, a great, great uh, program. Hunt wise, check it out. Mm. Goes below us. KCO twenty. Get twenty percent off. Check that out. I promise you that is the it's the second easiest ad read behind Dirty Duck. Is hunt wise. Oh yeah, uh, it's great maps, markers. We're using it on the new property that we're hunting. Travis and I. Uh, it is great. Check them out. Sell out. I am a sellout. But enjoy the episode. 
Oh, I almost caught that one. You got that heater on full blast. You got all the windows down, and you're just. <laughs> We appreciate you coming on, Mr. Todd. Uh, this is Jordan. Jordan wasn't able to come to Simmons that day. I was not. I was not invited. He let's was not invited. Let's, let's be. Let's be honest. There's only so many people <laughs> you can fit in a truck to go all the way to Bastrop. But uh, man, what's been going on? I know it's been hectic at the store. Everybody's getting ready for bow season. How, how's it been? Uh, been pretty busy. Uh, of course, we had uh, no tax weekend. Was uh, weekend before last. So. Uh, pretty crazy weekend. A lot of guys had come in and uh, had put their bows on uh, on layaway so they could take advantage of the no-tax weekend. They came in and paid them off, and so we rigged out a bunch of bows that weekend. Uh, and then a lot of guys chose to come in over the last week or so. They've been slowly trickling in uh, just as they had time. And so, yeah, that and um, a, lot of, a lot of people wanting, you know, getting it on their mind. And so they're mm -hmm. just now breaking their bows out. And, Realizing, hey, I need, I need help. <laughs> I need, uh, I need a new string. I need all this. Something's wrong. And so, yeah, it's it's been wild. I cho I chose a heck of a time just to get a new bow. But oh. I will say, Mr. Todd was very uh, patient with me. He asked me how heavy I thought my arrows were, and I said, I don't know, three fifty. I just read. I told him the spine. The spine. Three, yeah. <laughs> this this guy over here, Jordan would would have been a little bit more help. Um, but the guys I brought with me, Jacob and Travis, Travis is a guy, he, I think I told you he got a new elite bow and, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's like shot it like 10 times. He got a great deal. Wow. On him, so I guess he just thinks he's going to be Robin Hood out there on day one, but. All right. You don't know what I, well, you know what he shoots. You don't know what I shoot off just off the cuff. What is your favorite bow brand for everything? Uh, for everything. Um, I, I'm a Matthews guy. I mean, I, we sell, we sell Matthews, Hoyt, Elite, Fotech, PSC, Bear. Um, uh, we sell a little bit of everything. We actually have an expedition bow in the shop. And, uh, but I've, uh, I've been shooting Matthews for a while. Uh, I am going to, I'm probably going to have to change up next year just because, uh, uh, the way the shop is. And we try to, um, we're trying to shoot other things. Now, I don't just because I shoot Matthews, I don't push Matthews on anybody. But um, I do, I do like their product. They have a good, have a good bow. And um, but you know, Hoyt equally as well this year really had a great offering. Uh, I like their carbon bow. Um, you know that bear, bear's really got some good stuff right now that that they're doing. Um, Elite and they. Um, I like their new bow, uh, Bowtech. I mean, Riley, one of my techs, he's shooting the Bowtech this year. Uh, Will is shooting the Elite. And, uh, you know, I mean, we try to switch it up every year. I think this year we're going to do something. Uh, they want to they wanna put names in a hat. And so uh, we're going to draw to see who shoots what. And uh, oh, I wow. think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be fun, especially. Uh, so we're going to draw to see who shoots what bow manufacturer. Arrow, uh, you know, rest and sight and all that, and kind of, kind of switch it up. So we're not. I mean, that's one of the things we all try to shoot something different because if we all shot the same thing, you know, like if you walk in, Jordan, you say, "Hey, man, you know, what, what do you like?" 
mean, if we're all shooting the same thing, we're kind of all pushing the same product, and right. uh, we try to try not to do that. Yeah, that's that is insane. No, I don't think anybody else in the country, except for bow dealers, guys that work at bow shops, would be able to do that. Where you draw, put your names in a hat. Oh, I'm going to shoot this bow. Which that's pretty cool. Which bow do I want? This yeah, shoot? that's that's pretty yeah, dang cool. That what, is, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's sight and all that. So you're either going to shoot like a five. Well, I mean, or, yeah, I mean, and this is the deal. Uh, we we're very fortunate because uh, you know our our boss. Uh, Hunter, he's uh, very gracious to us, and so every year we get a we get a new boat. I mean, that's just part of, of the package deal, you know, working in that industry and working on bows. Right. Um, we get a new bow every year, and so uh, the first couple years I was there, um, and once Riley and Will came on, you know, I was like, hey guys, whatever. At that time, uh, Riley was shooting elite, and that's what he wanted. I said, hey, we'll we'll fix you up. Uh, Will was shooting a Hoyt, and so he did. And, you know, I mean, we try to try to change it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that we have the opportunity to shoot all these bows and go out and we actually test the product. And, you know, a lot of our reps give us uh, – they give us product, and they say, hey, you know, y'all go shoot this and tell us what you think. We want some feedback. We want to know uh, does it work, how well you like it, and in exchange for doing – you know, giving them some product uh, testing and uh, a little feedback, they – they kind of make sure that we have uh, plenty of stuff to, to hunt with, and uh, it makes it really nice. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Well, all right, let's go the other way. I'm not going to ask you Lee's favorite brand because I know you don't want to brand shame, but what brand do you have the most trouble with? I'm sure people bring stuff in for repairs and issues and all that. What What's the least what's the most <laughs> troublesome brand that you have been seeing? Um, I, I mean, I guess like I can say it on here. Um, I guess my my least favorite and the one that we have we have more issues in the past. though, they've really been a, a good manufacturer, but in recent years, uh, PSE has um, I don't know. Uh, I know they brought Dudley on and they've tried to you know rebrand and do some things, and they're really trying to reach some people. And but um, man, I probably my least favorite uh, bow whenever it comes to, to tuning and also. Um, if we have problems with limbs or cans or, you know, that kind of stuff, it's, um, it's usually a PSA. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to talk. That's what I was shooting before, but I don't want to talk bad about it, but I will say on the social media side of things, uh, the brands that kill it in social media, Hoyt, uh, and I'd say bear, like a lot of yeah. guys, which, you know, Cameron Ev or Cameron Evans, Cameron Haynes, uh, right. shoots a, shoots a, uh, a Hoyt. And then I think so does Joe Rogan, right? If I remember correctly. So boom, there's two huge names right there. You got Chris B. Real, who Chris, Chris, and right, Chris and Levi shoot Matthews, and so you know they have a, they have a huge following. Then you've got Dudley that shoot uh, PSE. Right. Of course, I mean Hunting Public has done, I mean huge things for bear, and uh, our bear rep was in the shop. Uh, last weekend for the no tax deal got to spend some time with him and talk to him about some of the stuff they're doing and uh, he just got back from he was out uh, at the manufacturer and got to do some you know some new stuff and looking at stuff i don't know i mean they're trying to really step their game up i mean social media has really changed everything and yeah. you know i've tried to explain this to, to especially retailers i mean if you're not following 
you know, some of the old guys in the industry, I mean, they don't, they don't even know what they call it book face, you know, or they don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what yeah. TikTok, what, what is TikTok? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, look, uh, if you're not following TikTok, if you're not on Facebook, if you're not, you know, podcasts and YouTube and all these things, um, if you're not paying attention to that, you're you're really behind the times because that's what's driving the market right now. I don't, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I don't watch TV. I mean, I, I have I have a cable subscription, but I don't watch TV. Uh, I don't watch the news. I don't get any printed, uh, you know, publication. Uh, so I don't read. if it's not if it's not on Facebook or if it's not on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, social media, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what's going on. And that's kind of where, you know, that's driving the market right now. And trying to explain this to some of the people, you know, not just in, in our store, but in the industry, some of these guys. And they're like, well, I don't get it. And I said, well, I do. I said, because these guys, they have thousands, if not millions of followers. And they can take one product and turn the world upside down where it used mm-hmm. to, you were spending all this money on advertising, trying to on TV ads and on newspaper print and all this stuff. And you were only reaching a small market. These guys can really literally we reach the world worldwide web. And, you know, um, they tell people what to buy. Yeah. It's very true because, uh, and then also when you, when you invest, when they invest money into these, well, let's say it was us, you know, um, not to toot our horn, but our following is that certain niche that, wants to know about bow hunting. It's not like they want to know about sports or they want to know about, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something crazy off the cuff, like dancing or whatever. <laughs> that was, that was right. off the cuff, but they want to know about bow hunting or fishing and stuff like that. So they can legit tap into that audience. Whereas what you're talking about is exactly right. They used to have to go get a billboard and everybody would oh, see yeah. that from the hunters to my grandma, you know, she doesn't really care anything about Bowtech or elite or PSE or anything like that. So, You've definitely seen that within the past few years. Well, plus, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the big thing right now is trying to get the next generation into into shooting and into hunting, you know, yeah. I and mean, everybody, especially with all the, which it's, I think it's still a minority, but there's a growing presence of anti-weapon, anti-hunting, anti-this and that, you know, so we're trying to stem that sure. with the new generation well they're not reading a freaking newspaper you know they're no. not no, they're not looking at billboards either well, that, that's that's what a lot of you know a lot of these guys don't understand and uh i mean all all these people i'm i'm 48 i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm 48 years old and i'm still i'm technically challenged we just saw that a few minutes ago <laughs> but well, so I, mean, I, have a, <laughs> I have a son that's 18 years old and I mean, they they have a computer in their hand. I mean, they walk around with it all day long, and like if they wanna if they wanna know something, they I mean they have Google. I mean, used to we had to you know we went to the Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, whenever I was his age, there was maybe one hunting show that came on on Saturday. We had three channels on our TV. You know, I mean, you didn't have all this exposure. You didn't see all this. There wasn't this huge amount of knowledge. I mean, that's just like today. I encounter people every day. Um, they're they're already at Bowtech because they've watched a video on YouTube and they know how to do all this stuff. And they walk in, they tell me how I should do my job, how to set their bow up, and they right. know they want you know all this stuff. So um, it's just it's a different world we live in. And you know, I think 
uh, we're trying to change with it. We're trying to catch up and we're trying to understand, you know, how, you know, social media is, you know, kind of steering and whatever's hot is what's selling. I mean, I can see that you can watch any of those, uh, you know, hunt shows and whatever they're pushing. And that's what people are walking in. I mean, yeah. two, three years ago, all of a sudden, you know, ranch ferry, I'd never heard of ranch ferry. Yeah. I was about to, I was know gonna, about? FOC was my next question. So yeah, yeah. I know all about ranch, old ranch. Ferry. So I, I literally had never heard of ranch ferry and this guy walks in and he says, man, um, I want to, you know, I want a 600 grain air and I want to, you know, do all this. And I was like, what, what are you, I mean, where is this coming from? Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, what is going on? And then he's like, well, you ever heard of ranch ferry? And I was like, no, but I'm sure I'm fixing to. And so yeah. anyway, after, after he left, you know, I go, of course I Googled ranch ferry and I was like, Oh my gosh, literally for, I mean, the next year and a half, uh, probably two years. And it's kind of, we're kind of falling off the other side now, but I mean, tons and tons of people called, came in and said, Hey man, you know, they bought the ranch ferry kit. They, they drank the Kool-Aid. They went down the rabbit hole and they were like, man, we want to go heavy, heavy, heavy. I want, you know, 20% FOC. I want 250 up front. And I want, you know, I mean, just crazy stuff. And I was like, dude, you don't want to do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm like, okay, well, let's let's do it. And, you know, I've built some areas over the last couple of years. And a guy walked in shooting, you know, a 2010 bow and uh, put a 600-grain air in there. And he's shooting uh, 210 feet per second. He looks at me and says, and I, I, I don't think I want to do that. It's like, well, hey, that's, that's what you said. You yeah. know, I mean, hey, that's why Joe Rogan and Cam Hayes are shooting 80 pound bows and, and 85 pound. I mean, that's why they're shooting. I mean, so, but yeah, and, and that guy was shooting a 60 pound legacy, like a Matthews, an old Matthews solo cam bow. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. not going to work. And then I was talking with Riley while I was at Simmons a couple weeks ago about the Joe Rogan campaigns thing because, you know, I, I things have changed so much from when I was 18 years old. I'm 30, since we're just throwing out ages. You want to talk about how old you are? Oh, I'm 30. Hey, oh. hey oh. But so when I was in high school, things were totally different. Like, it was cool then to get the smaller bow. Like, sure. uh, you know, PSA made the – I had the Bow Madness extra short, and that was pretty cool to have to be fast <laughs> and small. It's coming back to that now, too. They're yeah. getting smaller again. So, uh, but anyway, so when I went in, I was talking to Riley about, man, Cam Haynes is, he's shooting like a 90 pound bow now or 85 or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And then he told me, which it makes sense. Cam Haynes only hunts with that bow. He has right. one bow that's at 70 pounds and that's what he, he films himself, you know, shooting in his driveway with every day. And then when right. it's time to go elk hunting, he gets that 90 pound bow because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you deal with archery stuff every day. I can only imagine what stress that would be on your tricep, on your elbow, on right. your shoulder, pulling back 90 pounds Cam every Haynes single looks like day. Zeus, too. I mean, That's we, true, you know, but yeah. So, yeah, I but mean, I'm not yeah. Zeus. So, like, yeah. you know, what? But this is, I mean, this is a whole deal. Like what you're saying, what they're not telling you, what Cam Hayes and what Ranch Ferry and what Dudley and all these guys, uh, even, you know, your guy that you came, remember you came in and you said, hey, I want to shoot 100 up front. Yeah. I want to do this. What they're not telling you is, uh, they're shooting 70 plus pounds right. in order to compensate for the weight that they're adding to that area. Another thing, Jordan, to your question about FOC, a lot of people are like, well, you know, FOC, that's, you know, that's penetration. Look, FOC, think of it like this. You remember uh, long darts? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. throw it up in there and you, 
I mean, that weight's going to drag it straight down and bury it up. It's the same. It's the same thing with FOC. By adding more weight to the front of it, you're going to. Uh, it's going to help with uh, wind. It's going to help, you know, with that resistance. It's going to help. Um, but as far as as penetration, uh, FOC is more about accuracy. Uh, and so there is a little misunderstanding about that. Um, weight, total weight, is going to give you give you more penetration. You can add that to the front or the back, but by adding it to the front, you're going to going to have more accuracy, especially whenever. I mean, if you're those Westies and they're out chasing mule deer and elk, and you know, wind where the wind blows all the time out there. I mean, that's where that FOC is really going to, going to give you some benefit. Well, that makes sense because a lot of the guys ranch for it. Well, I think he's in Texas, maybe mm-hmm. ranch yeah, very south but, of Dallas. Somewhere. But a lot of the guys that that you listen to talking about this, you know, they're also talking about. Well, I had to go to a low pro uh, fletching because of the crosswinds, and you know, I can't do a four fletch because of this. And you know, I mean, they're dealing with a completely different set of elements than us with a well, yard shot in the woods. You know, I mean, sure. And and this is the thing, what. I guess, I guess they give you just enough information to lure you in and, and to make you want to try it or want to, you know, want to experience it or whatever. But they don't really tell you all the, the science behind it and what it, you know, I mean, four flesh. I mean, you need more steering like on um, these single bevel uh, fixed broadheads, uh, these big broad fixed broadheads, anything fixed, you're going to want more steering on those. And so you're going to need, you know, uh, more veins will, will give you that, uh, taller, you know, uh, veins will give you that. So you want something to steer. That's what those veins are for, steering that, uh, that broadhead. So, you know, I mean. Because it's steering from just, the front if you don't, right? If, if you're shooting. Ex- ex- exactly. If you you got that big fixed blade up, up there up front and you don't have enough on the back, right. yeah, it's going to go where it wants to. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because so, I, I mean, I'm shooting. I had a lot of issues with that. I'm I'm shooting relatively heavy. I think I'm at, I'm at five. Ooh, I forgot my setup now. Five forty. I think I'm shooting at two two twenty five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm heavy. Wow. I'm heavy. Yeah. Um, and I'm shooting seventy pounds. You know, uh, shooting Botech. That's why I was asking that, and I did have some issues setting it up. That's why I was wondering what you've had problems with. Two. And you're two hundred twenty five feet per second. No, I don't know what my FPS is. I'm saying I'm I'm 200 grain broadhead with a oh 200 grain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Broadhead with a fifth. So you you got about a 300 grain arrow with uh 200 up front. Yeah, 250 up front. So I got a 50 grain. 250 up front. Grain half yeah. out too. Um, right. But I had I had heck getting that thing to to hold to because you know a I was underspined. Yeah. I figured that out and cut it a little bit shorter and got it because i started trying to do 315 grains that's 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 the whole physics class that we had when yeah when i had to tell uh, you i was a pt tyler and, yeah. tyler and tyler and Chaz, we were talking about physics you know and they were like mm-hmm, i don't do i don't do physics but, <laughs> but it is i mean you have to think about that so this is the whole deal a guy walks in and he says you know i got a i got a 400 spot error i've been shooting and and now i want to put 200 grains up front Right. You know, well you, well, you can't do that because you weaken, you're weakening that spine. The ranch fairy we call it not, Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's tough. And trying to explain to somebody, hey, that that won't work. Well, why won't it? Well, I mean, 
And he failed physics, you know. So. <laughs> Don't look at me. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I mean, like I said, I I had a I did the same thing. I mean, maybe not quite as extreme, but I had three, I think they're three three twenties. A black eagle, uh, 320s or 350s, you would know. They're 350s. Those are going to be black eagle 350s. You were shooting the rampage? Rampage, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I tried to get them with, to spine with, with a 315-gram Ashby broadhead. Well, it, it wasn't happening. It was not happening. No. Not even close. No. I kept, you know, we thought it was my shooting, and I was getting laughed out of the yard, and then finally we figured out that's what it was. So I went to a 200-grain, cut them a, an inch shorter, and, it you know, it's been fine ever since. But, yeah. um. I don't even know. That's, I'm going to tell you one of the, the hardest job I have, and I experience it most every day. The hardest job I have is um, is is paper tuning the bow. Um, and I can, this is the deal, I can take your bow and and I can set it up and I can walk over there to the paper and shoot it. And I can shoot a perfect bullet hole. I'm not saying that as, uh, in a bragging way or anything like that, but I, pretty confident in my skills that I, I know how to shoot a bow, but this is the deal. Not everybody can do that. And so I can take that bow and set it up where I know it's center shot. It'll shoot a bullet hole and I can hand it to you and and it'll be, you know, an inch and a half tear. And it's it's usually grip. Most of it's grip. Uh form. That's right. Torquing what they call torquing. And so it's hard to tell somebody, hey look man, hey you you're torquing the bow bow in a polite way it's hard to say look really and i'm standing behind them looking up the bowstring and it's rolling out that top cam you know at a hard angle like that you know what it's going to do it's going to cause a tear and so um you you try to you try to kind of try to educate them a little bit hey this is this is what you might be doing you might be you know and but guys who've been i mean they've never been taught the correct way and so that's the way they shoot and you're not going to change them. Yep. And so, I mean, but they, they expect you to be able to, I mean, they want to be able to shoot a bullet hole. Well, in order for me to do that, I've got to tune that bow to them. And a lot of times, I mean, you're talking about either, you know, uh, making an adjustment on the cams inside the limb pockets or moving the rest, kicking it way one, you know, to one side or the other in order for it to shoot a bullet hole. And it's, man, it's not, I don't like I don't like doing that, um, and that's one of the hardest things I have to deal with as as a bow tech setting up bows. I uh, yeah, because when I came in, he had to. I mean, he fixed my whole anchor point where my knuckles were and stuff because I had been shooting. I actually wrong. noticed in your in your reel that you posted. I was like, man, this form's looking good. Uh, hey man, that's all, Mr. Todd. That's Mr. all, Mr. Todd. That's all, Mr. Todd. Well, because I was pulling back. Uh, granted, I was pulling back a bow that I had gotten when I was like eighteen or seventeen. So I'm hoping I grew a little bit at least. <laughs> Maybe not, but that was tough, and it's still weird. Every time I pull that bow back now, I'm like, all right, got to get my knuckle in this spot. Like, I've got to remind myself because I naturally want to just keep doing what I, what I was doing. Uh, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to break those habits, and that's one, that's one of the toughest things we do is trying to, trying to teach people and, you know, relocating what we call that anchor point. But this is a problem. If you don't have, uh, you know, a rock-solid anchor, I mean, you're basically like a ship at floating at sea. I mean, you're just yeah. out here, just wherever. And I mean, you can tell by shooting. Whenever you you miss that anchor mm -hmm. up or down, one way or another, you're going to notice it downrange on your target. Yeah. Um, 
So what we try to do is help people find a, a recognizable anchor point where you can go back to that same place. And usually that's bone on bone. So whether it's your inside knuckle, if you're shooting a wrist strap, or if you're shooting a thumb button or a hinge, you know, in between that first and second digit, you know, making that, that sure anchor. And then nose on the string, that's, you know, uh, one of the things that Bomar, you know, that he's gained a lot of notoriety about his nose buttons. But, I mean, whether it's a nose button or just uh, – I use a piece of serving on my, my string. But going to that same place every time. And if your peep is correct and you center that sight housing in the center of that peep, you have three points of reference. And you almost have to – I mean, if one of those is off, it's going to make you adjust the other. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you – I mean, you – it makes you go to the same place every time. Right. Um, one of the joys that I have is being able to teach young archers and new archers these things and starting those habits early on so that when they get older, they don't come into a bow shop and some guy goes, hey, man, let me show you something. Let hey, me show you something. Stand up. That was me. Well, that was me. Well, I didn't, I didn't have anybody. You know, I didn't have anybody show me those things. I yeah. didn't have, you know, it took somebody like myself that, you know, teaching these things and sharing these things. And, but now you can go online. You can, I mean, you can watch YouTube mm-hmm. videos. And that's the, that we, uh, one of my Botex showed me the other day, this guy was posting some, uh, some stuff on social media and he was like way past, he didn't have an anchor. He was way uh-huh. out here in the main kind of said, you know, expert archer or something like that. Yeah. Everybody was, yeah, everybody was laughing because uh-huh. they knew this guy, this guy had no clue. Uh-huh. Oh, you could tell there was uh I may have seen that or either I thought it was a commercial for something like maybe in a commercial for or an ad for camouflage. And it was a guy pulling back a bow and I'm like, that's not that dude's bow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not even close to being that guy's bow. What do you think? Uh, you know, now that we're just kind of on problems, what do you think the number one problem you have from people uh, like when they come in, they're new archers or or uh, not new arch. Let's say like they're, they're an old guy. What is like the number one flaw you see when people are trying to shoot a new bow? Is it the with the bow or the person or the shooter? Uh, with the shooter. Like, the is form? it is it? Yeah, is it the form or my bad? That was a terrible word to question. But like, what's the number one bad thing about form that somebody may bring in? Um. Yeah. I mean, and this is a deal. Um. Again, it's it's that anchor, and a lot of guys were. Um, I don't know where this came from or where it started, but a lot of guys take their thumb and actually put it. And there's actually, um, there's a couple guys that, that are very successful archers that are on social media that actually still do this, but they, they put their thumb on the back of their neck. Um, and I think, uh, we deal with that a lot, but still based on the pressure, you know, your thumb, you can move yeah, that forward. Or backwards. Yeah. You still, I mean, you can still move your anchor point, uh, form, grip. Um, you know, I mean, you get in the habit of doing something. This is the thing that's uh, that I see a lot. All right, so last year you shot, uh, you know, maybe you shot two weeks before season opened up. You got your bow out, you waxed up your string, made sure your airs were okay, you flexed them, whatever. Uh, got your target out, you shot, you know, four or five days, and everything's good you feel good about it you went and hunted you maybe killed one or two deer so you may have shot you know uh, maybe checked it in between hunts or something like that so you may have shot you know a total of 100 times last year all right now it's new season again guess what 
where was I anchoring last year? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they forget, they forget grip, they forget about. Well, I don't remember exactly how that was working last year. And I have some guys come in. They're like, man, my peak's incorrect. I mean, I need you to move my peak. And I'm like, well, did you change drawing? Did you? I mean, what's going on? And they're like, no, it's just it's not right. And the whole deal is, you know, that if you move this anchor and you change all that, it's going to change change your peak pipe. I mean, if you don't, if it's something that you don't do all the time, then you kind of forget those. You forget those things. Well, I, I mean, the it's your grip hand too. I mean, besides your grip, you know, I've I've have a used to have a bad problem of locking my elbow out. You know, so if, oh yeah, you only had that problem probably once. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It, with my grip, yeah. uh, my hands, you know, I'm, I'm, my there's plenty of room for the strength yeah. clear, even if I lock it out. But okay. you know, if I if I don't have the right, that's how I know I'm sure. right. My peep's not right until I have the right amount of bend. You know, but you know, I, I didn't know this till the other day. Some one of my friends was telling me that, and I think it's, I want to say it's Dudley, but he's actually got a. I had came up with this little deal that I I teach young archers about, you know, anchor, nose. Peep, then side acquisition, grip, you know, stance, all of these things. You kind of go through this checklist every time. And if you'll do this every time, you know, it'll it'll help you. I think Dudley actually has something similar to that because a buddy of mine was telling me, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. But it's one of those things, and I try to do that. And I know if, if one of those, if I don't go through that checklist, and if I don't, you know, your bubble, your sight, bubble, grip all of those things and make sure i go through that checklist and i skip one of those then it usually shows up you know down range um it's just a good habit to get into and eventually it will it will become part of the process it's kind of muscle memory or or you know whatever um uh, but if if we don't do it often enough then, then you it's easy to forget forget those things and so this time of year this is something that we you know we see a lot um Sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes you just got to – some guys you just – I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I had a guy come in the other day, and his his, uh, his anchor was way – I mean, it's too far back. Charlie was pretty good. But basically, he's collapsing his elbow to compensate for it, and he's anchoring too far back, but he wanted me to put a kisser button on him, what I was trying to explain to him. So the string was coming, like, past mm-hmm. on his cheek, way past mm-hmm. over here. And what I was trying to explain to him, I said, I don't think that'll work with your with your form right here because that kisser button's gonna hit you back here in, yeah. in the middle of the, of the cheek. You would have to change. And he said, I told him, I said, this is what you would have to do. Try to explain the whole deal to him. He's like, Oh, well, I don't want to do that, you know. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that's that's the deal. I mean, kisser buttons do help correctly. I mean, if properly placed, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys shoot them. And again, it's that point of reference. If you anchor and that kisser button is in the same place, nose on the string, center that peak, you know, sight in your peak, you're, it's going to make you go to the same place and you're going to see it downrange. I feel like everything, just getting back into it, like if I added a kisser button, it would just screw me up right now because I'm still trying to like, I'm still just, I mean, doing the absolute basics every time I shoot. I may have shot that new ball, bow. I don't know, 60 times right now, maybe 60, 75 times. And like now I'm, I'm just now comfortable, comfortable enough shooting it, pulling it back, holding it steady and, you know, making a good shot. I still haven't even 
put the uh, I still have setup tape on it. I've shot it at 20 a billion different times. And then I backed it up to 30, kind of got an okay group, backed it up to 40. And uh, I had two or three arrows that were pretty dang good. <laughs> two. Yeah. You had two. I had two. And I pulled the third one out and sent the boys a picture. I was like, check it out, man. And hitting it at yeah. 40. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's a true story. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. All these other elements, like, I feel like they make a good, a good archer a better one, but they make a novice. Like to me, it would just, it feels like it's too much. There's Am I wrong? So, there's so many variables. I mean, even, even now me and me and Justin, the other, one of the one of their other guys, we are saddle hunting. You know, we were shooting out of saddles in the yard and all of a sudden I'm shooting three inches, right? Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, yeah. I must've dropped my bow. Well, no, it's cause I'm hanging out like this, you know, That's right. there's a new element of torque all of a sudden, That's right. you know, That's right. I mean, there's just so many different things that can affect your shot. I always know, and this is some of the things that I, I try to, especially uh, with young archers, and one of the things that I tell them, and even like with my kids, like we were shooting in the yard the other day, and my daughter, um, she was hitting perfect, and then all of a sudden she's got, she, I mean, her whole group moved. And she's like, what, what's going on? And I was like, well, number one, we didn't adjust the bow. We didn't move the sight. So it's it's got to be you. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're doing something different. To I mean, and for a lot of guys, that's where we lose confidence is because you go out there and you shoot one day and you're just like you're talking about, man. You're you got a good group. You hang it up. You go a couple days, three or four days, and you grab it again. You go back out there, and then all of a sudden. That group that you've sighted in, you feel confident about it's moved over here. Well, the bow hasn't changed. You hadn't moved your sight. You haven't changed arrows. You haven't moved your rest, any of that. So the only thing that's changed is is you. So you're doing something different. You gotta figure out what that what that something is. And usually it's usually it's right here. It's that anchor. It's you know, something you're doing. Sounds like golf. Uh, sounds like a fight with my wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always your fault. Yeah, it's not mom doing. She hasn't changed. It's something I'm doing wrong, <laughs> which is fair. It's usually my fault. Uh, yeah. uh, but, man, Mr. Todd, we have taken up uh, a ton of your time. To no. be fair, some of your time, some of the time was on the Zoom call, but I felt like we, we tackled that together. No, hey, look, how long? I don't even know what time it is. How long have we been on? Uh, eight fifty. We've only been we've been on about thirty minutes. Yeah. Then we had some we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah we had some te- technical. Yeah, I want to ask, ask, ask my question. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ask your question. Come on, hey, yeah, ask all your questions. I got a question. So, so what is the most overlooked? I guess item on the bow checklist as far as so talk about John Dudley. I'm pretty sure it was him. I was listening to a podcast and he somebody asked him a similar question. He said, I think the most overlooked thing on a bow setup, I guess, is the servings. Because he said, you know, if, if a serving is if, if servings are too thick or servings are too thin, you're gonna get inconsistent flight because of X, Y, and Z. I mean, he got super technical. And and um, for the average Joe Blow going out there and shooting deer at twenty yards at a corn feeder, it doesn't matter. But calm down. Yeah. But I mean, but what is what is something that, you know, everybody goes out and says, you know, says, well, let me check the time and it's good. Let me go hunt. I mean, is there is there anything else that's maybe often overlooked? I think, to be addressed? I think probably 
probably one of the most overlooked things, and this is something that we try to we try to do a, a good job of is like, um, and I know uh, years ago I used to do a lot of my own stuff before I ever worked in a bow shop or you know was working on bows for somebody else. I, I would uh, I did all my own work on my bows and. Uh, one of the things is you don't realize, but a lot of these sites have a second and third axis setting on them. And so you can take a, a site right out of the box and slap it on your bow and, and go hunt with it. And uh, and I have a ton of guys that come in and they're like, man, something's funky. Something's going on, you know, I mean, like with my site because I, I, hold, I hold my, you know, my bow and they try to level that, that level, that bubble on their site and they're they're like my risers kind of just leaning <laughs> it's leaning bad it's bad but that is something you know that second and third axis that's something we don't think about and if you just say you purchased a site on amazon or online or whatever i mean you may have bought it on simmonsportinggoods.com i mean hey and and it shipped it we shipped it to your house and you slapped it on your bow and you never plumbed your bow plumb when i say plumb that's leveled your bow uh, vertically and then check uh, your sight to be level horizontally, um, then, uh, you know, you could see an effect of that, um, and especially downrange, um, one of those things. But we, we see some of that. That's some of the things that we try to do. Um, of course, paper tuning, I mean, that's, this is a deal, you know, um, and I had, I've talked to some guys that have shot in the industry for years and they're like, you know, as long as it's consistent, as long as it's within the fletching, I mean, there's so many different, you know, rules of thumb on that. Everybody wants a perfect bullet hole. I mean, I can, I can make your bow shoot a, a perfect bullet hole. Um, I don't know, uh, if you can, and I don't know if we can live within the, the tolerances, you know, I mean, I can, I can make it, but sometimes, that's not as important as it's shooting well, you know, will it shoot right, yeah. well? Can you sight it in? Uh, timing, you know, is a big thing. You know, I, somebody sent me uh, something the other day about uh, uh, Levi Morgan and the process that he goes through on his arrows. Like he weighs every single arrow. And, um, I mean, everything that he goes through just to pick out those few hunting arrows that he does. Most guys, they're they're not going to do that. Most guys aren't going to weigh their arrow. They're not going to weigh their knocks. They're not going to weigh every broadhead. They're not going to weigh every insert, you know, go through all that as meticulous as that. And really, I'll be honest, you don't have to do that to kill deer. Right. You don't have, you don't, man, you can, uh, you can, you can buy a bow. You can have it set up. I mean, you can buy, uh, uh, inexpensive error. I mean, all the errors on the market today are good. I mean, all sites. I mean, there's not, I mean, you can spend as much or as little as you want, but I still have guys that come in the shop. Had a guy come in the other day, had a bow that's probably no less than 30 years old. Uh, we put him a new string on it. We tuned it. We set it up for him and He's killing deer with it. He's got an old pendulum sight on it that I hadn't seen in years. I mean, he's got duct tape on his quiver. I mean, and he's shooting a, an old muzzy, a three blade muzzy, Thank and you. he's he's still killing deer. Okay, right. I mean, you can't reinvent the wheel. I mean, I know we. I mean, that bow's got a lot of hand shock in it. I mean, 
It's it's slow. Um, it's loud, but it still gets the job done. There's been tons of advancements in technology and everything. The bows are a lot quieter, a lot smoother. The draw is smooth. I mean, they feel good in our hands, but I mean, whatever works for you. This is what I tell people. To me, the number one, the number one thing that I see uh, for killing deer is confidence in your equipment. Number one, if you um, if you walk in and, and we talk for very long, I'm going to ask you what you're shooting and you know what you've had success with with, and usually somebody's going to tell me, well, you know, I, I don't use this anymore. And if you listen long enough, you'll understand why, because they had a bad experience with whatever it was, whether it was a broadhead or an arrow or a bow or whatever it was. And nine times out of 10, it was probably a user error. It wasn't actually the, the product's fault, but anyway, whatever. But they had a bad experience with that. And because of that, it caused them to question, you know, they, whether or not that product was good. And so they moved to another one that worked for them. And so for a lot of guys, they walk in and they're like, you know, I, I want to try something new. And I'm like, well, what, are, what are you shooting? And they're like, whatever it is. And I'm like, well, you know, is it working for you now? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you probably ought to stay with that because confidence in your equipment, that gives you the ability to go out and, and you know, and enjoy hunt, to do what you love and to kill, you know, animals. If you get out there and you begin to question, well, you know, and I don't know about this. And then that doubt creeps in and that just creates all these other problems. And then you get to second guessing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You get to second guessing your equipment. You get to second guessing, well, is this right? Is it, you know, is it going to shoot right? Is it going? And then that's where, you know, a lot of stuff. So to me, I don't, I don't care what you're shooting, what manufacturer, what broadhead. You can pick any broadhead on the wall. You can use any arrow, any bow, doesn't matter. You got confidence in your equipment. You know it's going to hit where you're aiming. You can go and kill deer. Hey, I'm shooting those uh, arrows I got off Amazon. They're Carbon Express. Yeah. But I wanted and hey. I, I want to kill a deer with it, and then show people like, all right, look, you can get the top of the line stuff, but I got this, this, yeah. and then check out what it did. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. Like confidence is key, which is co confidence is key in everything. That's one less thing to think about yeah. too. I mean, there's ten thousand things that can go wrong as it is. You don't need to have your equipment be one. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a way to have confidence in, in your stuff is just practice. Mm. Just get out and practice. I mean, yeah, I love my new setup. Like I, I fall victim to the hunting public. They said this was a great bow, and they're all hunting with it. They kill deer all year. I'm like these guys. These guys know what they're doing. So, and I, I'm, you know, I'm basically a novice at this. I'm new again. Uh, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take their word. And it's a. It's not the. It wasn't the most expensive bow. Uh, doesn't have to be. Yeah, well, and it wasn't the cheapest either. No, I don't think. Right. No. 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 What do they? I mean, you are, as a coach, you ought to know this. I mean, don't don't you create your own luck? Yes, right. About, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Preparation breeds. Well, how do you? Yeah. What is that? Preparing failure to prepare is preparing to fail. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, I just go. gotta like stop and really think about it. Mm -hmm. You know. Absolutely. But any, I mean, anything you put the reps in. Anything that's you put right. reps in I mean, when game day is confidence. It's just, it's just yeah, you're just going right. out there. You put that on a pillow. Yeah. Well, like you, what you were talking about, my main thing in archery for me right now is uh, like practice like you play. That's my coaching deal. Practice like you play. If you practice like crap and you're lazy, when you go out on game day, you're going to suck. Yeah. Same thing with sh shooting is like now I'm 
I think, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe one more shoot, and I'll be confident enough to put on the real sight tape and be like, this is 40 <laughs> yards, this is 30, this is 20. Uh, granted, I'll probably never shoot a deer at 40, but you never know. Uh, but anyways, like practicing out of a chair. Sure. Or practicing out like like uh, what Jordan's saying is practicing out of a saddle or practicing out of a tree stand. I don't know if you walk, saw it when you walked back out here. My tree stand's out there. I did not see that. I'm going to try to shoot out of it this week. Just try to get it going. So well, I think I'm going to tell you this. If, if you're going to hunt out of a saddle, you better dang well oh, shoot out of it. I'm too scared to hide. You better practice. Remotely, yeah. It's not even close to the same thing. Because like I said, I mean, there's no – you can – I don't advise it, but you can shoot from the ground and then go get in a lone wolf and shoot. I mean, you're you're basically level, but in a saddle, I mean, you're you're at forty five degrees at best, and that's if you're not spun all the way around the tree. You know, I mean, there's right. there's so many different different, like I said, so many different torques involved. Your, your bubbles over here, so yeah. by the time you try to get it back level, I mean, you're putting pressure. In Y'all keep saying a bubble, and I my sight doesn't have that, and now I think I need one, <laughs> and a third axis adjustment. I don't know anything tried about to, the axis. For, for the record, I tried to, I tried to give him a, a HHA with a third as a kingpin with a third axis adjustment, the whole deal, and he wouldn't take it. Yeah. So that's his fault. Well, hey, if it doesn't have a bubble, you don't need it, but there you go. <laughs> Confidence in your equipment. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm hey, what beer walks out at 20 yards, it's dead. That's dead. right. That's all. B E D. Yeah. Jordan, what, what saddle are you hunting with this year? A uh, cruiser. Okay, you went with the cruiser. I did. Um, I'm, I'm if you can tell, but I'm a I'm a wide boy and the, <laughs> thick. The, the yeah thick, T H I C C yeah. and the the tethered was a little bit a little bit too narrow for my for my build. Um, felt like it was going to give me some hip pinch. I sat in one for a minute. I was like, uh, really? I don't know. Yeah, that's why I said for you, I think it'd be great because you're a little bit more narrow. Oh yeah, than thanks. Me. You're, you're, I didn't say you're small. You're narrow. Thank you. Yeah. Narrow. What's well, so Travis when we were at Simmons, y'all had one, y'all had one right yeah. there by the by the archery department, and he was like getting in it. I'm like Travis, up. I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't think I, looking at you, looking at this pole, man. I don't think you need to be doing that. Reading the reading the weight requirements. Yeah, I mean there was only like four screws holding the thing in the in the ceiling. I was like, dude. Well, I mean Justin, the other guy that that I'm gonna be hunting with this year that that saddle hunts is in a, a tethered. Uh, you know he weighs. 50 pounds less than me probably and he's a lot lot slimmer um my cruiser just got it's got that nice deep pleated seat and it just i don't know it, it seemed to fit me a lot better i did i pulled probably a dozen all day sits in it last year um and, really yeah i mean i'm not you know i never had an issue with the with the saddle i had a lot of hot spots in my feet you know because i didn't have my platform does not have a 45 degree angle for leaning so i'd get mm -hmm. I, my feet would hurt after a while from getting on the edge, but as far as the saddle, I never had anything. I mean, that's one of the things that I actually have a saddle this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt it. But uh, uh, all the I'm not saying all the guys, but several of the guys that I hunt with, uh, they went all in last year and hunted, and they're like, "Man, you got to get one." And I'm like, "I just I said in I said in the um, one of the tethered." I think it was the Manus or Manus, yeah, that's the main one. Yeah, I, I sat in one for I don't know thirty, forty minutes one day in a, a buddy of mine's yard, and I'm like, man, I don't. I mean, uh, we're hunting public land in up in Illinois, and I'm like, man, I just can't see myself sitting in this saddle all day because most days, whenever I go in, I'm not coming out until, unless I shoot something or it's dark. I mean, right. we're gonna sit all day. 
And I'm like, I just, I don't think I could, I can't see myself sitting in this all day. But I, I think it does have its uh, uses. I think it's, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's a tool, just like a climber or a lock-on, or, you know. Um, and I think it can be very beneficial. So I'm going to try it. What, so what, um, what sticks are you running? I'm actually using Hawk Heliums. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've climbed in Justin's yard with the you know the lone wolf sticks because they've got the the mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know what you adjustable don't cleat, look at me. cleats on the <laughs> the cleats actually move and that's one of the biggest complaints with the, with the Hawk is they don't move and so they will kick out on you. Yeah, but you know I'll be honest when I'm climbing in the dark I don't want it to spin. I want to know that it is true right. it is. and i know where it's i know where it's at um i, I liked the hawks last year why would you want it to swim in if you're at a tree that that moves it you can yeah, it moves just uh, with the tree and it, so it, it's one, it's cool. one of the, yeah one of the guys that i hunt with actually he told me like on the hawks he had an issue with them is kicking out at the bottom so if you don't have them square on the tree and if you don't have them tight enough when you get to that top step and you step on the left or the right side that it will, you know, kind of, kind of spin with you. Um, but I mean, I actually had a guy came today and stayed late. That's where I was getting, getting before I met up with y'all. He came and showed me his setup, and uh, he's running uh, some out on a limb sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but anyway, no. man, super light, uh, twenty-two inch. He showed me his whole setup, man. I'm like, I'm way, way behind. Uh, oh well, they're, but, yeah, there's uh, much nicer sticks than hawks for sure. I mean, there's there we're getting to the point where there's a lot of of um, saddle specific, you know, items coming think, out of the market. Let me let me ask you this now, and just like the whole, you know, I told you the ranch fair deal, everybody dove off in it. And I'm starting to see. I had I had two or three different guys in the last two weeks came in, and last year we built our setups for them, and they went heavy, heavy. They were shooting. 550 or greater some one of them will shoot 16 and this year he's wanting to be 450 you know and so i can kind of see the trend coming back on the whole the whole heavy deal you know mm-hmm. ranch fair deal i kind of feel like the same deal with the a lot of guys are jumping into this whole saddle deal um and i think you're going to see that also you're going to see a bunch of guys get in uh, you can go Saddle Hunter Nation on Facebook right now, and you can find stuff cheap. Well, not cheap, but you can find a ton of stuff that people have bought, and they're like, mm, "This is not for me." And so you can find all kinds of stuff. You know, yeah. they're 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 getting out. They tried this. No, that's not, that's not. I think a lot of people look at Saddle Hunter and they're like, "Oh, that's lighter. It's it's quicker. It's you know, yeah, I want to do that." And it's still a lot of work. Oh, what I'm finding this is this is me. There's still a lot of work in in saddle hunting as far as climbing, and I mean, I, I went online and bought me some uh, some and steel, like some, mm-hmm. some rope instead of using the the ratchets and all of that. <laughs> I got me a Versa. I got me a Versa aider. I mean, I'm getting all this oh, stuff. You, yeah, you're all in. I mean, so I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm like, man, this stuff costs, and it's still. Once I get it all, like this guy that came today, he showed me his pack, and after he, he's got a, I don't, I'm probably not gonna say it right, but Everly Stock backpack, mm-hmm. or Everly Eber, oh, yeah. Stock, yeah, man, perfect backpack for for the whole uh, saddle setup. 
He had his two sticks on each side. He had his saddle in the middle. He had his uh, platform in the middle and his, you know, all his necessities or whatever. And whenever he got it and I picked it up and I was like, golly, this thing, I think it's heavier than my climber. Uh, it's way it's I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, I mean, we're, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily lighter. I don't think it's quicker to set up. Um, to me, it, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's I, I hunted it almost exclusively last year. Um, I mean, I'll, so it's more average, comfortable just to be in. It, to me, it's more comfortable, and the versatility or the sixty shooting. The, it's not three sixty. That's how they sell it to yeah. you when you watch the YouTube. It's not yeah. unless you've got a ring of steps. <laughs> There's no way you can shoot 360 degrees. <laughs> I always wonder that because you're like, no. yeah, my platform. You're not like my platform. Yeah, your platform's this big. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can you can get your range of of shot is is yeah 500 times what it would be out of out of a lock on. Yeah. But still, it's I mean, it's limited. You know, I'm too scared. I don't. I'm not a big heights guy. I can't get there 20 well, feet I, up and then just I tie climb myself. roofs for a living. So that yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to tie myself to a rope and then lean back. I don't know you if I can. Know, but this is the deal. Honestly, though, the so the saddle deal, and this is what a lot of people, just like you said, Tyler, a lot of people are like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. It is safer than a climber. It's probably safer than a lock on, unless you have a lifeline. If you're attached to a lifeline. Most older it's guys probably, have lifelines. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's safer than, I mean, I feel more comfortable in that saddle than I do in anything else. I, I yeah. I'm a lean-to guy. Well, it's probably safer than you lean-to because you probably don't have a lifeline yeah. on you. Yeah, you don't have yeah, a lifeline on, do you? I no. So, I mean, you're, I so when you're climbing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're never you're never off the tree. I mean, you're you're So I could, I could do it and go up 12 feet. If you, if you do it correctly, you've got a lineman's belt on. Just like a you know a, right. a power pole guy, yeah. You know, while you're going up yeah. and coming down, and once you're in, you keep your alignments on. You put your tether on. You lock in. You test everything. You take your alignments off. You're still on the tether. And some guys, I mean, I've heard of guys that hunt with both on, so they've got a double a double safety on. Let one of these companies sponsor us, and then I'll do it. Well, we tried to get <laughs> cruiser. They didn't bite. Yeah, cruiser didn't bite. Uh, we tried. We tried real hard. I see. I don't. I mean, I like tethered. They they seem to be a fan of the little man, yeah, but I don't like their I don't like their saddle as much. So <laughs> we'll bleep the, the phantom. I like the I like their phantom. I ended up with the trophy line, and yep. I'm gonna, I mean I'm gonna try. Um, I, I really liked my favorite at ATA this past year was the latitude, and that was yeah that was I mean, the one I that I heard about that. I haven't sat in one. That was the one I wanted to go with. I like their platform better. I like their saddle. I mean, and basically we were looking at those and Tethered, and Tethered had already made a commitment that they were going to go wholesale. Um, I know they're getting trashed on social media right now. I mean, they're really they're getting okay. hammered. Yeah, they're getting hammered right now because I think they're outsourcing a lot of their stuff. They can't meet demand, so they had to send a lot of it to China, and so they're outsourcing some of their stuff, and they're – uh, their sticks look just like hawks or XOPs or whatever, and so um, they're getting a lot of flack for that. But um, I, mean, I, I mean, but this was the deal. Latitude. Whenever I talked to them, I said, "Look, we want to bring y'all in," um, and they were like, "Man, we." That was their hesitancy was they couldn't meet demand, so they weren't willing to go wholesale. They said, "We're going to stay consumer direct." 
Well, it wasn't but just a couple months when they figured out, okay, every other major saddle manufacturer is going wholesale. They said, yeah, they're going to they're go. And I think we're probably going to have them in the, in the store next year. But um, right now we've got the XOP, we've got the Hawk, Hammock, we've got the Trophy line, and we've got the Tethered in store. Maybe and next year there'll be walk. something. Maybe, maybe ne- yeah. next year there'll be something y'all can talk me into when we make our, our was, Simmons trip. I was trying to find what my platform was because I couldn't remember. It's XOP, Extreme Outdoor Products. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Super impressed with that platform. It's heavy. But I went I, with the, it feels like you're on – it feels like you have cleats on and, and grass when you're up there. I mean, there's just no movement. Is it a good feeling? Oh, it, okay, no It movement. just feels side gotcha. solid. Your feet don't wiggle. Yeah. You know, there's there's knobs and gnarls mm-hmm. and spikes all over it. and hmm. It hurts when you're I climbing. I think I'm going to run the uh, – I bought the, ED, uh, the Trophy Line EDP um, platform. I liked it best out of what we had in the store. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the Hulk sticks this year and just mm-hmm. see. Um, and if I stay with it, then maybe upgrade uh, to something else maybe next year. But we looked at some; they had some carbon sticks at ATA this year. But man, they're like a hundred and oh, like those out on limb sticks that I showed you today. They were 120 a piece. Yeah. Um, those carbon sticks were a hundred and something dollars a piece. I think you know if you go with the Lone Wolf Customs, I mean you're same deal. See, with I mean, Lone Wolf, you can... you've got the single step, and I just hate that. I absolutely hate it. That's what I liked about the heliums is is you've got the double step. I don't care if it's extra right. weight. You want that when right. you're sitting there, especially in the dark, and you're oh, something, yeah. something's tangled, and you're having to fiddle around with something. You want to have two feet down, otherwise your you know your calf's about to explode. Hey, look, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put y'all on to something, and and this will. Have you ever heard of? It's called the booger. And I've never seen one of these before, but you got to Google it. But it's basically this, uh, like this guy had it in his pack, and I got to find it. But anyway, it's like this grapple, but it you can set it where it stays open. And if you drop something, so say you're in your climber, you're locked on, you're in your saddle, and you drop something on the ground, you could actually lower this thing down and drop it. <laughs> and it would pick up. It. Oh, I need that. Genius. I need that today. It's called the booger. It's called the booger. He had it in his pack, and he showed it to me. And look, we. Hey, look, I, I, I said this is where I'm gonna need it for my for my release. I had my release in my back pocket, my thumb button. I laid it on the concrete. This is where in the parking lot of Simmons. He showed me all this stuff. I laid it on there, and I dropped it from like three feet above it, and it, it grabbed a hold of it and picked it up. He showed me he had a bottle of water. It picked up a bottle of water. It picked up his platform. He dropped it on his platform. It picked up his platform. Oh, it's way. called the booger. That's it right there. That oh, yeah, is for all the y'all watching on YouTube. I just Listen, found it. The free booger. Ad, no free ads. No free ads, booger. While we contact we you after this. We are going to be booger eaters I'm, from here on out. I yeah. am, I've got to have one. I'm yes. going to get one. But that's that's the coolest product I've seen <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Yeah. How many times have you dropped something out of the tree, All a the river, time. yeah, or or something? And this thing, he had it in his pack, and I mean, you just let it down, and it grabs whatever. I mean, that's a free plug for. Yeah, yeah. you can just do it on your on your tow rope. Yet another. Why didn't we think of that kind of? Yeah, that kind of stuff makes me so mad. How, how, this is so like. I mean, it's basically. I've never even. Yeah, I've never even heard of it before. It's spring loaded. And it only weighs four ounces, and it probably cost all of like 
25 bucks. 40 bucks. There you uh, go. It's 30 yeah. bucks. It probably cost him five to make. And I'm going to have one tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to be, we're going to be the biggest retriever. Look, the hey, booger tree stand retriever. The, the booger. I mean, retriever. whatever. Love it. I mean, yeah, message them right now. I'm going to look them up on That's Facebook. the coolest thing. <laughs> hey, they're, they're going to be the next, they're going to be the next sponsor of Kepler Creek. Absolutely. They are. Oh, there's about to be a big booger, booger, yeah, poster right the here. booger poster right here. Behind <laughs> you can. I mean, it wouldn't take a lot of money for me to have a poster oh, that said the booger. No, five, yeah, twenty bucks. Maybe like a free hat. Twenty well, bucks. Yeah. Oh man. I just, I want a small. I just want a small percent. Absolutely. Small percent. Oh, we'll cut you in, Mr. Todd. Don't yes, you worry about we got that. tens of listeners. We'll take care of that. Don't you worry. Tens, tens of listeners. Tens, tens of listeners. But look, this is. So I've been asking Jordan these questions. I want to ask you one question, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, did y'all play Friday night? We did. We sure did. We beat Central out of Texas, East Texas. We beat them 71 to 42. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. 71 to 42. Yeah. I was like LSU Southern. We beat Airline the week before. Come on. Stonewall beat Airline? Hey, man, we're, we're, we're rolling. We're number two in the state right now. Oh, Daddy Dunn's got to figure it out. Oh, Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn got yes, us, got sir. us rolling. So, uh, yeah, this week we have Loyola report. Oh, ooh. yeah. Y'all play anybody over this one? Over East uh, We don't this year. The furthest we go on I twenty is Minden. Everybody else is kind of in the city, in the cities here. Report okay. uh, Bozier, but playoffs yeah. may bring us over there. They just had a reconstructing of the whole playoff thing this last Friday. And it really helped out North DeSoto High School. Uh, it, it uh -oh. I've heard a lot of people it, be upset, but I haven't well, seen it. it's because it's not to turn an outdoor podcast into a sports one. It finally made it fair, uh, and so now all these little schools are or not little schools. All, some schools are mad because they were not they were bending the rules a little bit to their advantage. They had figured it out, and now in the long run, it's really screwed them. So. But yeah, it's that's tough right now. Is uh, balancing ball, middle school ball, high school ball, and then trying to get ready to kill deer. You know, plant food. Plant Look, food. we. I went yesterday and uh, fed up my place in Arkansas, and then I've got a new place in Louisiana. I went and put a camera out uh, down there yesterday. I've already got a buck on camera there. I'm excited about that. Arkansas opens not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh wow. And, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. It's gonna looks like it's gonna be a dough. It's gonna yeah. be a little dough management. Well, yeah, a little free, <laughs> freezer filler, the yeah, dough hey, slayer. That's right. I like yeah. to get them out of the way early. I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, that way you're not killing a dough with you know maybe a fetus or you know she's not bred. So that's, you're yeah. gonna do that dough management. You're gonna do that dough management. You got to do it before the rut. You know, one hundred percent. So we're we actually at some point there's gonna be a blog coming. That you know, oh, like, don't ruin it. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he, he's gonna tell about an experience that he. There's had, an experience yeah. I had to do with a lot of what you just said with proper dough management and the lack thereof yeah. on my part. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's a lot to learn about when to kill them. You know. Yeah. Well, that's hey, that's that's tough right there. But but yeah, that's coming up next weekend. I'm excited about that. Me and my daughter, um, son, and my daughter's boyfriend. We're all going to camp. Um, we'll go up there and spend some time try to swack on some of them does, Arkansas does. That's what I'm talking Hammer about. Hammer down. Hammer Love down. Yep. 
Well, Mr. Uh, Todd, we, we surely do appreciate you. Let's do this again, though, because, I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. With uh, absolutely. Justin, Justin would have some great, great questions. He would. He's yeah. a nerd. He's, we call him pro tip. He's, yeah. he's got all the technical knowledge. Yeah, he you know. We're just a couple guys. Okay. I'm a, I'm a half uh, uh, messed up. <laughs> truly, and, truly enjoyed it. And, you know, um, anytime y'all guys want to wanna hang out and talk archery, talk hunting, anything like that, I'm game. So Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Y'all. We're going to, uh, I know I'm going to travel there in the spring or after season and, uh, Get my bow tuned up and uh, spend some more money there at Old Simmons Sporting Goods, one of my favorite places for yeah. sure. Mr. Todd's one yeah. of the good ones. You said something a minute ago. You said if you listen long enough, the customer will tell you X, Y, and Z. And I can tell you from being to a lot of other bow shops, most bow techs, bow technicians, not bow tech, do not listen long enough to hear anything. It's a lot of, well, this is what you need to do. So that's that speaks volumes to, you know, how you – handle your business in there and i can see why you know yeah, everybody else speaks so highly of you I, I i need to come see you myself so absolutely we'd love for you to come over we uh still uh still got tons of bows in stock of course uh it's only a couple really we're getting down to weeks i mean yeah. before we're gonna have new bows in stock so um first no, of november don't tell me that, don't tell me that. my wife's my wife's at home happy with me right now <laughs> no, let's <laughs> Everybody will be releasing uh, releasing their new stuff, you know, first in November. Hoyt last year was in January, the last two years. But this year, my guy told me the other day they're going to release with everybody else. So uh, should have uh, Hoyt and, uh, you know, all the major manufacturers be releasing their new flagship bows here in a couple months. I know that really stinks. That's, I mean, everybody's like, why do they do that yeah, in the middle of the yeah. season? I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, why not? I wish they'd wait till ATA, you know, second week of January or something like that to do that. But, I mean, I guess they, they can do whatever they want to do. But, yeah, I mean. In August, whenever they get excited. Yeah. You know? How many guys you know are going to walk in and, and buy a bow? You know, realistically, they'll drop the bow first of November. We'll have bows in stock. Uh, depending on the manufacturer, we'll have bows in stock maybe the second or third week in November. I mean, how many guys are going to walk? I mean, I'm going to have a bunch of guys do it, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd rather buy my bow in the spring, shoot it all, mm-hmm. you know, all year, mm-hmm. be prepared come fall. Um, but I, every year I have a guy, he'll walk in and he'll buy, you know, brands, think a new bow rig it out and leave from the store and, and head straight to Kansas or Illinois or Kansas, I mean, uh, Oklahoma or wherever, you know, and go hunt with it. And I'm like, man, kudos to you. So all the money that I don't have. That's my brother to a T I'm the opposite. Um, I shot a Matthews. Was it the Z 28 or something like Z Z something. It was an old bow, real short, Man, I, I had a oh. I had a Z Max. We found it the other day, and I I brought it in the shop, and I let Riley. Of course, they're much younger than me. I mean, I think Riley's uh, twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's still in college. And Will, right? yeah, he's still in college. Will graduated last year. I think Will's a little bit younger than him, but um, you know, I'm I'm almost double their age. So I found one of my old bows the other day. I brought it in the shop and. Um, it still had no rubber kisser button on the bottom of it. You know, it didn't have a D loop mm-hmm. on it. And uh, we we 
rigged it up and I let them shoot it. <laughs> it almost jumps out of your hand. It was the Matthew <laughs> Z Max. Yeah, I mean vibration. I mean, oh, it was terrible. But back then, man, that was that was the thing. Was I mean, it? It was. Oh, it was, and it's loud. It vibrates. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's horrible. Solo cam. And it's, I'm like, how in the world did we ever shoot that jump? And mm -hmm. now you're getting a new bow every year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I don't get one every year. I'll, I'll, that. I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I get a new bow next year. I'll give you my last year's bow. How about Come that? Come on, hey, man. Hey, Y'all heard you. it. Yeah, yeah you heard it. It's here. on the interwebs. You heard forever. it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> He's going to give me a sick deal on it. We'll trade you a bear adapt hunting public bow. Absolutely. With three kills on it. Yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man, three kills is yeah. about three times as many as I had last year. So, And three uh, times more than you'll have this year if yeah. I have anything to say about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. We're going to give it a shot, though. We're in a we're in a, an online official competition between him and his buddy, well, Travis. You met Travis. Yep. And me and Justin right. have been talking about on who okay. which group can kill the first deer on camera this year. So, oh, that's why. Man, that's there's, awesome. There's, oh, I love can, that. You can feel the tension here. That's, yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm okay. like every time. Little, little trash talking. <laughs> yeah, they put in a lot yeah. more work. His partners well, put in a Justin lot more work. Justin has put in a lot more work. Yeah, yeah. some of us work for well, them, so I yeah. can't always be out there. That's very true. We we got we got a little deal in the shop. The first guy, Will and uh, Will and Riley, they both they both have traditional bows, and so uh, first one to kill a deer with traditional bow this year. Uh, hundred dollar bet on that, but we always every year we do first first guy to kill in the shop uh, state state supper. So Heck yeah, um, doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is. So um, yeah, I I just like to shoot. I like to kill. So yes, yeah, yeah, same. I like to miss according to last year, but yeah. we're gonna remedy that this year. Yeah, heard that. Hey, you know what what do they say about you? Uh, you miss a hundred percent of the some of us miss 100 percent of the shots we do take yeah but that's that's listen listen right. you need to you need to put that on a t-shirt and then put kepler creek on it there you go we with will. an arrow tonight yeah we we'll do that, that tonight we do that we'll, tonight. Get, we'll get one sent we'll to bastard louisiana yep. absolutely yep. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll take no time you that's uh, that's literally all i do but we we designed t-shirts last night yeah just sat around talking and they'll never sell but it's fun to talk it's about it's fun them. to talk about yeah them. somebody one of our tens of listeners will buy a t-shirt one day kevlar creek I, i'll like wear that. one yeah there you go we'll send you, you one you're gonna get one Mr. yeah Top. we will send you one but Man, I'm going to get off here. I'm going to edit this thing, and I will send it to you, Mr. Todd. Hey, thank you all. Y'all have a great evening. Oh, Man, you, you too, too, sir. We appreciate you. We'll holler at you. Yes, sir. All right, bud. See you. All right, now. So, Peace. Again, great interview, Mr. Todd. I became a better hunter today and a better archer. A better person. Better person, absolutely. Mr. So, Todd was awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, like every video you've we've ever put on there. All of them. Go to Instagram. Follow us on uh, Facebook and TikTok. Like the video. Go to church. That's the important one. <laughs>